Welcome to Blockchain Versus, a podcast specifically intended to dive deep into the technology that we call blockchain and how it has the massive potential to disrupt a number of different industries and literally change the face of how we do business every single day. We're also going to be bringing on some of the most influential people in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space to talk about projects that they're working on and how this technology truly has the opportunity to disrupt the world as we know it. This is Blockchain Versus. Thank you, everyone, again for joining us on another episode of Blockchain Versus. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Christina Bruhan. Say hello, Christina. Hello, everyone. All right. Well, Christina, I'm going to let you do the intro because uh, you brought Mr. Morgan over here today to talk to us about some really incredible things. You know, today we're going to talk about blockchain versus your financial future. Right. Um, this is pretty exciting, something that I'm very passionate about and, and really planning for the future and understanding the implications of investing in different things like cryptocurrencies, digital assets, as well as normal types of assets that I think we've become accustomed to, whether it's real estate or stocks, commodities, etc. So with that said, Christy, I'm going to pass it over to you and maybe you can make the intro and then uh, we'll get into it with Morgan. Absolutely. Well, I met Morgan at one of the many events that I go to. And I got to be honest, when I approached his table, he was like the single table at the Bitcoin pizza party, which was just recent. Kind of a fun event, not really expecting to see an exhibitor. So I kind of had my guard up a bit. And then when he told me that he basically had a solution for diversifying uh, 401k and IRAs on non-taxable events with crypto, I was hooked. I was like, okay, we need to have more conversations. So Morgan, I mean, you really convinced me in about three seconds and uh, I signed up right away. So why don't you kind of give a little bit of intro as to your background and iTrust and all the cool things that you're doing to lower the barrier to entry for crypto? I can do that. And thank you, Jeremy and Christina, for having me on. Yeah, my name is Morgan Steckler. I'm one of the founders here at iTrust Capital. Um, I'll give a little background of what led me to iTrust. My background is over 17 years in the U.S. retirement account arena with a focus on Forex and PMs. In 2012, I was introduced to uh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin uh, when I was working under one of the Robert Kiyosaki Rich Dad companies. Uh, had about 10,000 clients in 96 countries. Um, a number of the clients were miners, and I started learning more about what Bitcoin was and I really got enthralled. It was something that was met all the requirements of what real money is, you know, portable, transferable, transportable store value in and of itself. And got so into it that I left and joined another firm. And soon thereafter, uh, I was one of the founders of the very first company in the space that was able to put cryptos into an IRA. I was at that company for about a year and a half. Um, Then I left and started the second company in the space where I expanded the holdings and focused more and dug into the compliance uh, there also for about a year and a half before I left and iTrust was born. The reason why I left both of those companies were my partners came from the precious metals arena and they had uh, their business model of wanting to have a boiler room of sales reps and having very high fees. We're talking 10, 15, 20% off the top, which basically was one-time trades and taking advantage of people. And it was not something that I morally was really aligned with. iTrust has been birthed. And what iTrust is doing is launching a 24-7 trading platform for alternative digital assets within the IRA. This will include products like cryptocurrency and gold to start. Down the road, we'll have other arenas like real estate and some funds. But the whole purpose is 
allowing people to build true financial wellness. Um, the idea is the retirement account arena is about $26 trillion overall in the U.S. $9 trillion of that is accessible, but what I identified is there's approximately, as of six months ago, about 5.5 million people in the United States who hold about a trillion dollars in their IRAs. And these people are enthusiasts of blockchain, both traders, uh, investors of one way or another, but they are not using their IRA. A lot of people don't even know the benefits of what IRAs and 401ks hold and why, you know, the richest of the rich in the U.S. are the richest because they've used this gift of what we have in the United States to be able to protect and build your wealth properly. When you're trading within your IRA, you're not going to have to worry about most forms of hacking. We'll talk about that later. And you don't have to worry about a BitMEX or how to use these, some of these exchanges, which can get overwhelming. And you press the wrong button and, uh, uh-oh if you will. But the biggest benefit of training your IRA is there's no taxation events. You can trade as much as you want in your IRA and you don't have to track what you bought, what you converted your alt to, to another alt to buy it and keep track of all that. Because every time you trade on the cash side, you're subjecting yourself to short-term capital gains. And this is taxable gains, whether you're up or down, and it can change your tax bracket and when you're in the California, like we are, uh, you will, depending on your tax bracket, you can pay up to 50% of that in taxes. And you could try to avoid it, but they say death in taxes for a reason. And that's what you don't have to worry about when you're trading in an IRA. It's a protected arena. And so you can trade as much as you want and build your wealth properly without having to take those steps back with the taxes. That's the key to all of this. Quick question, Morgan, um, just for clarification around regulation, what seems to be like the biggest sticking point in crypto. Mm -hmm. When it comes to like 401ks and IRAs, you guys are regulated not by the SEC, but by what? Where do your regulation stipulations come in? I mean, it does go all the way SEC, but everything we have to do is within the arena of IRA and IRS obligations. We have our partner, SunWest Trust out of New Mexico. They've been in business for 30 years and have about 11,000 clients, which they are going to be bringing onto our platform or introducing. Everything that has to be done has to be properly moved and kept within the IRA umbrella. So the rules are always changing and we always have to stay completely up to date with all forms of compliance. You know, it is a newer industry and they're starting to get more and more strict. You can see news about it every week coming out. So exactly. as long as you're doing this within the IRA and staying completely compliant, the way in which we have the back end set up, the way your holdings are held with our partnership with Ledger, with our partners with Signature Bank and with uh, SunWest Trust, everything is compliantly held. And all you need to do is log in to your Coinbase-like interface, very simple, and log in, press buy and sell whenever you want. Um, sure, we'll talk about the fees and all that, but this is the whole point of doing this the right way. You don't now, now not have to worry about, uh-oh, what do I have to keep track of? And, oh man, I'm going to have to pay taxes. That's the biggest takeaway. Exactly. I, I see it as kind of like a safe little bubble that you can explore some crypto investing and not really have to worry about it. The other nice thing here, and I'm sure that you'll get into this in terms of the features and the platforms, this really aligns well to a HODL strategy for those that don't know that's hold on for dear life <laughs> or a term that is basically like just invest in it and then let it ride. Um, just let it accrue wealth. But for folks that are not so seasoned in trading, what are some of the tools that you, so traditional 401ks, IRAs, they have like low, medium, high risk type of things that you can enter into, even if you're not a trader that kind of protects the consumer. 
Can you talk a little bit around those type of things that, again, lower the barrier to entry and make people feel a little more comfortable with the process? Yeah, of course. Uh, And that's a good question. So we're not at all giving financial advice. All we want to try and do is provide a tool and a mechanism for people who want to have exposure in some form of their retirement accounts. It's all about having a properly diversified portfolio, stocks, bonds, annuities, REITs, uh, cryptos, precious metals. But, you know, at the end of the day, your aggressive or conservative strategy is completely up to you. We're providing a solution and our goal is to shed the light and remove the blinders to all those people who didn't even know this exists. And if they want to do this, they can roll over whatever they want into our platform and they can have exposure. I always do personally think that everyone should have at least one Bitcoin. If one's a trader, that's great. You could trade as much as you want. But if you want to hodl, you can buy and hold on to it. it is who knows and what if it scenario in five years from now. That's the whole point. You, this has changed our world and more and more we're being exposed and utilizing blockchain, whether we realize it or not. So that's the whole purpose of what we're trying to do. We're giving you a solution. And if you so choose to use it, we want to teach and, and allow you to do it the right way if you do want to dip it. I love it. And I love that you brought up REITs as well. Um, we're big proponents that everything is moving towards tokenization. I think that fintech is obviously a huge space for it, but I believe real estate will be the second big one. And then I see medical and, and a couple others in the series there um, in terms of tokenization. I really do think that REIT tokenization and being able to own a piece of a real estate mogul conglomerate or a piece of an apartment building or a piece of a vacation property or go in with your friends and be able to have something tangible there. If you can do that with real estate, you can do that with art. You can own a piece of a Van Gogh. I mean, there's so many things. So that tokenization landscape becomes really interesting. And then to be able to like speculate on it and say, heck yeah, I want to move my money in there. It's absolutely what I would invest in. You're choosing to put your money where your beliefs are. And that is a completely different paradigm than what you see in your IRA and 401k solutions today. Exactly. And right now, a lot of people are so passive in their strategies. You know, you start working for a company and you match your 401k. And when you first start working there, you fill out some paperwork and maybe once or twice a year, they'll give you a window to change some things around. If you're not at lunch, if you're not busy, maybe you'll actually do it. Then you leave the job and, you know, most more likely than not, that 401k becomes an older 401k or a traditional IRA and it just sits there. We're trying to give people the ability and the knowledge that they can actually let their money work for them. This is something that you could take more of an active role in 15 seconds anytime you want. You can, you can make a move, but it's giving you the access to build your financial wealth properly. And to the extent that you want to do this, the overall alternative asset allocation in the retirement account arena is only 2%. So we do like to see that increase, you know, whether it is in physical metals. When the proper real estate projects come out, we're looking and, you know, eventually we'd like to have that on the platform as well. We want to provide a solution for all alternative assets that can be traded digitally in the IRA. And that's why we're starting with the precious metals and with some of the top cryptos. You know, we're only starting with four right now. We're being very conservative with what we're going to offer because, again, it's a retirement account. We're not going to put random altcoins on there. We're just choosing the top projects for a reason, especially for the people who are or neophytes who are just dipping their toe in the water. More likely than not, those people might just move into Bitcoin or Ethereum, if you will. So we don't want to overconfuse. We just want to give them the ability to know that they have a trusted solution for making a decision and not having to worry about 
all the negative connotations we have to deal with, whether it's the 20,000 or the tulip mania or the Mt. Gox or Silk Road, all these negative or ICOs, all this negative weather that we've had to endure over the last number of years. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, this is really great. So let's tell people a little bit about where you guys are at in the process. Is this something that they could move their funds towards now or are you guys still in the process of building? And if so, when is the stuff available? We are very close to launch. We are actually just waiting on a couple of uh, final trust charter regulations to be finalized, one out of New Mexico. So it can literally happen any day. We are ready to launch, but we're not going to do it until we have our full compliance. We don't cut corners. We've been building this for about a year. And people can go to our itrustcapital.com right now and sign up for our newsletters. We have a number of clients that have already signed up and already have transferred funds over to the IRA and are sitting there ready for launch. Because when we launch, we're only going to be bringing on a small number of people to start. We're only going to be starting with 200 people. And these 200, we're going to be focused on very carefully as we manually audit all transactions and debug the system as it will be our right at the launch. We want to feel comfortable as we're building the foundation. Once we feel comfortable, we'll open the gateway up for another thousand people. And then we'll do the same thing. And then by in Q4, we'll bring on another 1,500. By then, we're going to probably have our Series A. And that's when we're going to go for our full growth with the goal of getting to about 100,000 by Q4 end of next year. That's really great. Let's talk about a little bit about the diversification of assets. I know you said you're going to start with the top four. You guys are getting into precious metals, eventually real estate. I think Christina mentioned it before to where we have a firm belief that almost every asset that you see out in the world today is going to be tokenized in some way, right? Even things that shouldn't even be tokenized, Christina, and I have literally had conversations with people that are trying to tokenize socks, right? Not everything is needed for tokenization, but as it relates to assets and as you guys grow. I will debate the socks one though, because I do think that there's something there with cotton and know your transaction and optimizing like the amount of carbon to get something somewhere and like know where it came from, like know if it was fair trade and know if it was grown organically. I think there's something there. I think that cotton falls in produce and I do want to know my transaction. I do want socks. I know. I know you are passionate about the whole sock thing. I think it's funny, but yes, blockchain as a technology is definitely a good use case to understand your transaction, know the origin from the supply chain. I kind of agree a little bit with Christian, just in that, especially if you're buying high-end goods, say you're buying like, you know, a Chanel bag or something like that. You want to know that you're not getting a fake. So from the creation of that to the end store, you know, it's good to make sure it's tracked. So you're not dealing with fake luxury goods, for sure. So, I mean, I kind of agree. Well, let's take that a step further. What if you have your luxury goods that are owned by a celebrity and you can proof of ownership and proof of transfer? Um, there's a whole lot of things that go on the blockchain when you talk about products. So, so I'm, I'm sorry, we're getting way off chat topic. Are, I'm like, don't I, knock on the socks here. because no, 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 that's that example. That's <laughs> I'm excited, especially since we've had to endure that last year with the ICO weather and a lot of people, you know, good and bad projects disappearing. I'm just excited that this year, you know, I, the, last year was under the hood and you're starting to see the deployment of the reasons why Fortune 100 companies spent, put billions of dollars in and ten, tens of thousands of patents into preparing for deployments of major things that are happening. So I think that's going to be good for the mainstream. My goal is just to try and get people in to dip their toe in the water from the people who have been sitting on the sidelines to the people who are knee deep and are trading and just need to understand that they're shooting themselves in the foot. So if they're going to do it, here is a way better way to do it. 
And whether you do it traditionally and using pre-tax money where you pay a small penalty when it's time for RMDs or if you withdraw early, or if you qualify for a Roth, you're using post-tax money to fund your IRA. That means it's all your money. So if you buy Bitcoin, say it's 8000 and it goes to 100000 in five years, that $92,000 in profit is all yours when you decide to pull it out at the right time. There's no capital gains. It's the best vehicle that, in my opinion, that we have in the United States. And most people aren't aware of it. So if you're doing this, do it the right way. So we talk a lot about, and I totally agree with you guys the last conversation, and you know, a lot of people kind of mix these things up, which is blockchain and crypto, two different things, but they're also synonymous because one can't work without the other, right? We're transferring value through cryptocurrencies across the blockchain. So all that makes sense. But you understand as well, regardless of the lingo or the way in which we approach it, people still get confused. I don't know if you saw the recent 60 Minutes episode with Anderson Cooper. You know, He's asking and probing on these questions because people still can't wrap their heads around something that has value, but it's not necessarily tied to anything. You have people who are scratching their heads because it's just very cumbersome to set up a wallet. I mean, you're breaking down a lot of these barriers and you're making it easier for people to enter in space. But now you get into things such as tokenization of different assets. Now there's another learning curve. We're talking about security tokens. We're talking about IEOs, ICOs, blah, 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 right? So the list goes on, on and on. So like, what is your guys' plan to, I guess, approach the mass adoption aspect of this? Because we have to break it down and make it as easy as possible and provide people the tools so they feel comfortable deploying their assets in the space. So what is your guys' plan as an organization to be able to help facilitate that? We want to start with that education on the basic financial wellness of, as I was saying, the retirement accounts of what they are. When we launch, we're launching with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin, four of the top projects. I don't want to have more than maybe 10 or 12 on the platform eventually. I don't want to inundate and confuse new people to the point of inaction. So we want these, you know, those projects are ones that have been around and are not going anywhere, at least in my opinion. So we're starting with those. And when someone wants to begin, we want people to do their own research. Always do your own research, but take a portion of this. And at the end, and this being your retirement account, you choose what you want to do. We do not employ any sales reps here. We will have people for ops to happy to help with processes and questions, but we want you to make your own decisions. We're going to have a lot of education, a lot of video series, and we're looking for some partnerships saying with people if they want to dig and look at charting and all that fun stuff. We don't want to give any of the financial advice at all. We just want to give people this solution. You know, I guess this is a good moment. If you go to our website, we're also fully transparent. That's the other thing that to build the trust. We have an onboarding fee of $299. Minimum is $2,500. There is no maximum. Once you're onto the platform, that setup fee covers the setup of the IRA storage and a lot of those moving parts in the back end. When you're on the platform, all trades are at 1%. So it's fully transparent. When you log into your account, you'll see your balance and you can choose click buy or sell. And when you press buy, you can see the amount that you can buy where you type in whatever you want. You'll see the 1% added. That's the out the door price. When you click it, you're done. It's very easy. You confirm and you can reverse it whenever you want. Sell and back into fiat. So we want to make it very simple. They don't have to be so scared of all these crazy buttons and all that. It's a very user-friendly interface. On our website, you can actually see what the platform looks like when it scrolls down, maybe two scrolls of your mouse. So you can actually see it on our website. So people can feel very comfortable in what they're going to move into if they so choose. I love it. Well, now I have many questions, but we'll start with the first one. So you're trying to keep it really simple, really like clean, easy user interface. I'm going to take it a step further and go the what if route. 
seems to me that this would lend itself to being within your safe bubble of your own money that you're kind of just playing around with and deciding how to diversify, right? Diversification. If you were to say take 10% of your, we'll just start with an IRA, right? Like you're not even messing with your 401k. You're going to leave that traditional, but you're going to play around with your IRA. You're going to take 10% of that and say, okay, I want to leverage a trading strategy, but I'm not a trader. It is possible to me, and we're working on solutions, but I mean, you even have other solutions that exist today to piggyback on someone else's trading algo Do you see a possibility for bringing that kind of ecosystem where people can piggyback and essentially have set it and forget it? Yeah, you could dive into the math behind it, whether there's an algo or it's a human or a combination and all of that. But like if there are successful trading strategies, would that be something that would fit within your universe? And if not, why not? It is something that we are looking at and it we're you know we're keeping our road very narrow as we launch. So we're launching with the precious metals and with those cryptos that we have discussed uh, at first. Part of what we're gonna be looking at down the road is real estate as we discussed earlier, but funds where they can be passively or actively managed by either yourself or people who had a very good experience. We are talking with a number of funds uh, when the time is ready uh, and right. Once we have launched and once we feel comfortable to add that next dimension, we do want to put that in there. You know, so people, yeah, if they want to set and forget it, they can have that. If they don't want to just do the hodl and buy and hold, but if they want to have it managed, we do want to have a solution like that in there. We're going to walk before we run and, you know, it's very easy to get distracted and turn off your main road. So we're just trying to keep our road very narrow and make sure we have the foundation set for this structure that we're building. And then when we feel comfortable, we will be looking and we are looking into that, but we're oh, just I, trying to take it one step at a time. So absolutely. The foundation is there. absolutely. I totally understand that. And I totally understand the, the keeping your scope limited so that you can actually achieve it. I just start getting excited about all the possibilities of what you could do because it makes me think of all the possibilities of what we could do. And I I don't like to plug it too much, but we're looking at these kind of solutions. I love that you guys are showing crypto versus commodities. We definitely see a lot of correlations between the trading patterns of commodities and cryptos and the cyclical nature that happens. And we're, you know, helping to to decode that and give that kind of data to consumers as well. So if you had a platform where even though it's just limited between cryptos and commodities, there's a lot of opportunity there if you can understand the market and you can have the data and metrics behind it. And then a really easy user interface to just execute there. Exactly. And we also allows us to expose precious metals um, investors into crypto and crypto investors into precious metals. So I have a background. I actually have a background in numismatics. Um, I was a trade numismatist. So I was a collector growing up. That's what got me into this form of money to start. The precious metals project we're very excited about. Um, we partnered with a company called Dill Engage. They've been around for 40 years. They're one of the largest wholesalers and refineries in the world, um, one of the most respected. They hold tens of thousands of ounces of gold at the Royal Canadian Mint, um, audited multiple times a week. Their product, DG Gold, is actually a product uh, that allows you to physically own gold down to a thousandth of an ounce. And all of the ownership is physically owned by the client in their IRA, and it's ledgered on the blockchain. So they can buy and physically have the ownership. If they ever want to physically own it and take possession, they can take a distribution. There there are costs behind that, shipping, et cetera. But ideally, most people are not going to want to ever do that. But they would physically have the ownership, 
and then they can sell whenever they want. The condition on the gold, though, um, it does run 24-5, you know, in the markets during the week, whereas the crypto does run 24-7. So that'll be the one difference. But we will also be trading it at the 1%, which current spot level, you know, you're talking about maybe $26 over spot, which is probably the most competitive price that you'll find for physical ownership, probably even more so than even going to a store to try and buy it on the cash side. Well, I have a background in the precious metals, and that's a without saying... I would just say it's more of a dirty industry. My former partners, um, some of those precious metals companies, those companies do about 500 million to a billion a year. And they sell these highly collectible coins, not uh, ones that they say have a higher appreciation, but they charge obscene amounts. And they're literally stealing people's life savings. I've seen charges as high as 70, 80% over what their cost is. And Good off the grief. So if someone has $100,000, they lose most of it without even knowing. So it's dirty, it's scary, and we're going to disrupt that industry, to say the least, in a very significant way, and we're excited to do so. And if we can save anybody from taking those steps before it's too late, we're all for it. It breaks my heart when I see that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, you know, precious metals is a very interesting industry. You know, I come from a, a financial planning background as well. So work with a lot of people in like the estate planning space and getting putting together very complex solutions uh, to mitigate tax uh, liability and things like that. And obviously precious metals and things like digital assets and very unique type of financial instruments are all kind of a part of this process. You know, as it relates to precious metals, though, where it gets really interesting, and this is like one of the things that got me into the crypto space and blockchain and, and made me a believer is because obviously you see things like gold, right? Mm-hmm. We, number one, don't know how much gold is in the ground. We know from the Bitcoin perspective, there's 21 million that will ever be. From the perspective of gold being turned into derivatives, being turned into just a piece of paper that says it's tied to a piece of gold, which I, I don't even know if we can necessarily verify that depending on the source. Oh, yeah. And I think this is what you're mentioning this is potentially a dirty industry. I mean, how do you see this all playing out? Because I mean, there's trillions and trillions of dollars held in gold, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's necessarily a one-to-one ratio, $1 to $1 gold specifically, right? Yeah, so how do you see that playing out? And how do you see blockchain and crypto coming in and helping that process? Since, you know, the Federal Reserve Bank Act of 33 all the way through Bretton Woods, I mean, the dollar is not tied to gold anymore and it's a fiat currency. And in the history of money, no fiat currency has ever survived. Um, Gold has always been seen as a haven against a recession and financial collapse, uh, especially with not say doomsdayers, but people who don't believe in the banking system and a system where $80 billion are continuously mass produced every month. With gold, yeah, there's only so much supply out there, but there's more in the earth. We don't know the exact amount. There also could be a meteorite that hits that's full of gold. So we, the supply is an unknown. With crypto, I just can, read something about that meteorite. <laughs> I would like to <laughs> avoid like, that scenario, please. I know. Because <laughs> because then have, and no, but with, to your point, they're going to launch rockets and go out and mine ores on asteroids. No, and it's no, going to no. happen. No. We're going to run out of resources here eventually. So I, yeah. I see your point. I get, and with that, um, I am not a fan of ETFs. So people who trade the GLD or SLV, those are tra- you're not owning physical gold in those. You're owning a contract that has already been parlayed and on other contracts. If 10% of the contracts of GLD were called in at the same time, there's not enough current gold supply in the world to meet fulfilling those contracts. It will take seven years of current mining levels 
just to get that gold to people. In ETFs, it's a game and a chessboard that's controlled by the bigger players. And that field and that board always changes to benefit the people who are the big players. So us little folk are, are, are not going to benefit from that. So, you know, I'm not a fan of ETFs, in my opinion, at all. I like the fiscal ownership. I do find interesting what we're overdue for a recession. I personally think maybe in the months leading up to who the Dems announce for office, you know, I think we're going to see some sort of recession in the stock market. And it'll be... Uh, I have so many opinions about that. (laughs) But it's the first time we'll have a true recession where crypto exists. And it will be interesting to see the correlation as gold has always been a haven to see that correlation between crypto. You know, as a haven. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with that one. So having, I'm kind of like starting yeah. cringing when you were saying that because like going through the 2008 crash and like seeing yeah. my, my family members go from millionaires to they can't afford an apartment now. Yeah. That was devastating. So I have heard from a bunch of people smarter than me that we're in a bubble on a bubble on a bubble on a bubble. And a lot of that comes from tax breaks that go to corporations where they rebuy their stocks. It makes it look like the books are better, even though they're not. So it's a lot of like shell game type of budget situation happening. And if the things get leveled, if these things get called in, to your point, if everyone wanted their gold back or everyone wanted their money back or whatever, if they got called in, it would all collapse. And so if you're actually moving your fiat over to crypto, I can't give financial advice, but that's an interesting scenario. Yeah. (laughs) And this is just giving people more of awareness. And, you know, we have a very short attention span in this day and age. And our target is from early 20s all the way through late 40s, early 50s. You know, I think that's going to be a lot of our demographic. The uh, people in the older part of that segment do have a little more awareness, have worked at numerous companies and probably have 401ks. I talk all the time at events and to people who are on the younger side, and they don't even know what an IRA is, um, those people are most likely able to start a Roth IRA because you have to be under a certain annual salary to be able to qualify for that. And if you use the same funds that you're a trader with, and if you're more aggressive, the younger you are, which usually is typically the case, start a Roth and buy and hold or trade and do what you want. And it's there's no capital gains. Again, it not only avoids taxation on every trade, it's all your money. I love it. I love it. More yeah. this is exactly yeah. why I got excited about it because I see this as like this is take control of your financial future. You cannot count on a pension or your social security or anything else anymore. You have to take that 401k money, that IRA money, and make it work for you. Go make it your yeah, so it's time for our lightning round now. So Morgan, <laughs> Jeremy's going to ask a series of questions here to go through lightning round, and then we're going to wrap up this episode. I feel like I'm about in, I'm in Final Jeopardy. This is kind of fun. No, it's going to be fun. We've had a few episodes now, so we've had a chance to refine the questions a little bit. Try not to ask the exact same questions, but there are some where it's just really interesting, especially from your perspective in the market that you're in. Love to get your uh, thoughts on some of this stuff. So we'll start off with just ask some rapid fire questions. Just give your honest answer and uh, you know see what you think. So as it relates to gold, do you think Bitcoin will eventually take over gold in terms of market capitalization? You know, that's a good question. As I do have my allocations of precious metals, I think 
crypto or Bitcoin in many ways could be more rare than gold because there's we know the finite number, 21 million that will ever be created. Not for another century will the final one come out. You know, considering three or four million of those coins are gone forever from the early hackings and loss of keys, et cetera, it's a lot more rare than people realize. There's a halving next year. The prices are starting to move. I think that there's not enough already for one per person. If you're lucky to have one, you're going to be ahead of the curve. So I haven't bought gold in, in quite some time, but you know I do buy my crypto. Um, I am a believer of it. What about tokenized gold? I mean, we uh, you gave that example earlier. Is that something that you think is going to awaken people and get people to now diversify once again into gold a little bit more? I think having a solution and opening up, you know, people's eyes to the fact that they can have a physical gold solution in their IRA, one that is at a fair price, one that gives you physical ownership and not a contract like an ETF. I think that will introduce a lot of crypto believers into the trust uh, to maybe even dip their toes in gold and for those gold people to move in who have never thought of crypto to move in there. So we're trying to open up and expand alternative assets uh, overall which is why we are launching with both. So I really do think that's going to help people, you know, because with a couple clicks of the button, they'll be like, oh yeah, maybe I could buy an ounce of gold too. That, that's cool. And, but that is another haven. If they've changed their mind a week later, they could move back into a crypto. So it's pretty easy. Yeah. Do you think an ETF will be approved this year by the SEC? You know, uh, I mean, they keep on delaying it. I'd like to think so, but I'm not privy to that. I know the Wake of Austin Twins are continuously trying to do something with that. And, you know, it's a delay delay. I think it's going to have to be addressed at some point. I'm sure something's going to happen. You know, when it does, that's going to definitely open up a lot more eyes and a lot of those monies that have been sitting on the sidelines waiting for the big mainstream push more than what we, what, what you and I and everyone who follows it sees every day. Yep. No, good. Will Bitcoin ultimately become the global reserve currency? I don't know. I think Bitcoin is the 800-pound gorilla. It's the one that's proven and survived all these death blows. It is the digital gold. It is accepted pretty much everywhere around the world. And I think countries need to be aware of it and they need to not continue to try and put up roadblocks. You know, they need to start accepting it if they want to stay with the, t- the times not be a dinosaur. Could it be? I think there's going to have to be a cascade effect. You know, one country is going to have to open up doors and lead to others to others. But in many ways, us believers, I think we all see it as that, but it, it, time will tell to see what the governments are going to declare and, and say, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah not totally. So we see a lot of you know, massive organizations moving into the space, a lot of different industries adopting the technology. What would you say is the one industry that will fail the fastest if they do not adopt this technology quickly? Probably the banking system. You know, a lot of these banks, I mean, even if you try and take out over $5,000, even though you're allowed to, look at the questions they ask. They don't want you to be out of the system. So people are not very trusting. That's why crypto and Bitcoin has become one of the major players, because you're in control. You can do anything you want seven days a week without having to worry about wires and bats and delays so you can run your business in the 21st century that we're in. So I think the the banking industry should be scared. There's some projects out there like the Ripples that are addressing that. But I think banks better come to terms with it. And look how many times if you're in a crypto and you run a business, you know, how many banks, once they find you're in crypto, you have to move and move and move because they don't like it. It's because they're scared. So, yeah, they should be. Is Bitcoin right now overvalued or undervalued? 
as long as it does go parabolically up, look at the amount and the rarity. I always look at rarity. Uh, it is extremely rare that you know to the day how and when it's going to be, the final one's going to be produced or released. So I think it's a lot more rare than people realize, especially when I said like a few million that already are gone forever from mistakes in the early days. Um, there's not enough for everybody. And as time goes on, it's broken down to eight decimal points for a reason. So if it ever hypothetically did become a million dollars, you could trade your Toshi level and still buy your cup of coffee. So it's prepared for the valuation because it's not increasing the supply, which devalues the currency like the dollar. So I think it's prepared for that. Yeah, no, I actually agree with that. That's great. Uh, let's just say, I think the next one is pretty interesting, right? And let's make it short because I know we're really running out of time here because we could really go down a rabbit hole here. But what either annoys you or bothers you most about the current state of the market in terms of blockchain and crypto? That's a good question. I mean, I, I think that for people who like to track and trade, in some cases, there's no rhyme or reason behind it. You know, there's a lot of the FUD, there's a lot of worries of pump and dump and things like that. So tracking and trading and looking at like the charts is one thing, but sometimes it moves without reason. It's still in its early stages. So people who come in just need to be aware of that. And if you're doing it, don't go all in, be a part of it, but there's no reason to go all in only risk what you're willing to. And that's just one's aggressive or conservative nature. And I think that's sometimes based upon personality and age. So I don't want to see someone fall like, their grandma told them and they're going to do it. Like, I just don't want to see people make wrong decisions and split second decisions uh, and overextend themselves. That's the last thing you know I ever want to see and we ever want to see someone do. Yep, do your Which research. unfortunately we saw a heck of a lot of in 2018. So yeah, that's, that's uh, part of the reason we started our company is to provide that transparency so people are not trading on emotions and trading on data for sure. I totally so, agree there. So two more quick questions. So I know you guys are only going to surface about four cryptos to start with. You're probably expanding, but you probably follow the market pretty well as well. So let's just say if there was one crypto that ultimately will overtake Bitcoin as it relates to usage or market cap, whatever metric you want to throw in there, what do you think has the best chance of doing so today? Wow, uh, that's a good question. I track quite a few, uh, to say the least. I don't know. I think Bitcoin, it's going to be a while before something overtakes Bitcoin for the foreseeable future. Uh, it does maintain about 50% of the market share for a reason right now. I don't know. Um, it depends on the projects. It depends on the maturity of the space. And if the project is doing something with a proper use case and not just trying for people to make money off of it. Yeah. I think Bitcoin is the one that I think it's going to continue to stay ahead for quite some time. Only time will tell if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I totally 100% agree. Um, my heart is telling me it's Bitcoin because I really am a firm believer that, to your point, it's a grandfather. I don't think it's going anywhere. But just following so many different markets as I have in my career over time, I mean, it almost seems like it's just inevitable that somebody's going to, you know, become the MySpace and, you know, Facebook's going to eventually take it over. There's always some new technology, some new twist. And maybe it's going to be the global coin from Facebook. Who knows, right? Because they yeah. have an inherent 
user base that's over a billion people. I mean, you can't argue with that. So apparently, as soon as they launch it, they have access to everybody. So uh, who knows what that'll be. But history has told us that there's always a big dog on the block and they eventually get knocked off. So hopefully that's not the case for Bitcoin. Look at AOL, look at Netscape Navigator, you know, what Google did to take over. I mean, yeah. So I think maybe that project is just coming to light and just being born. So, you know, maybe we haven't seen it yet, but maybe it could be that Facebook. We don't know, but obviously, yeah, things are going to change. So it's just being able to adapt. And as we see those proper projects, as we see that, we'll make sure that if it makes sense, we'll put it on the platform and just let people be able to have exposure to it. You know, once it meets our criteria that we're not letting someone get into some crazy project that we don't want them to risk in their, in their retirement account. Yep. Okay. I always like to end with this. And usually like a lot of people on podcasts like to end with, tell me the price of Bitcoin at the end of the year, which, you know, we tried that, but I think uh, we'd like to play a different game, which is over under. So I'm going to throw a number out there and you just say over or under by the end of the year. So by the end of this year, over or under 20 K. Oh, wow. I get asked that question. Wow. Like 50 times a day in so many different capacities. I wish I had the crystal ball. I rarely like, I don't like being forced into giving it. I want as many Bitcoin as I can get, and I'm always buying. I'm greedy in that regard because I believe in it. I I personally am not looking at the price anymore. I'm looking at you know the bigger picture. So I definitely try not to answer that question, but it wouldn't shock me to see it be over. It wouldn't surprise me as long as it's not parabolic. Nice, I got it out of you. <laughs> yeah, he really wiggled on that one. He was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> we had to reformulate the question a number of times because no one nowadays wants to answer because everybody's always wrong, right? So I figured the over-under was a lot easier and everybody always caves. <laughs> yeah, nobody, like there's been a lot of bets that have been made, including Bob. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be that anymore. So I understand like the hesitancy, but I also know your enthusiasm. So like, I, I knew we were getting to that answer eventually. <laughs> I am a believer. I do believe in the fundamentals and in blockchain. And for those who haven't come in yet, if one's going to dip their toe in, dipping their toe from the thousands of people I've helped in, in my previous companies, Bitcoin always seems to be their first dip into the, into the pond. So nothing wrong with, you know, just find someone just putting it away because what if uh, yeah the water's warm no agreed. i think on this call it's safe to say all of us are hodlers which is great um you know just kind of coming from the uh retirement planning background as well um to what i said earlier is i look at this as a five ten year play for me this is not financial advice by the way seek your own help your own uh, financial professional do your own research but I look at it as a five, 10 year play, a diversification of not only maybe my retirement assets, and I think we'll talk offline. It sounds extremely interesting as to what you're doing, and maybe we'll move some assets over there uh, at some point that there's much, but we'll do what we can. But I, I really do see this as a long term play, diversifying your assets, getting exposure to different types of things, mm-hmm. depending on your risk profile. If you're young, you're a millennial, you're Gen Z, whatever, obviously you have a longer time horizon, so you can take more risk inherently. Um, this can be an incredibly interesting investment uh, allocation for you. Uh, If you're a little bit older, it's still, I mean, it's not to say that you can't get into the space. People like Morgan are making it easier to do so with iTrust. And that's awesome. It's so cool to see projects that are attacking big problems and trying to make it easier for people to adopt this technology. So Morgan, we're huge fans. 
Really appreciate you coming on the show. If people want to follow what you're doing, I know you said the website earlier, but can people follow you on Twitter or LinkedIn? Where's the best place they can connect uh, with you? You can go to iTrust Capital. I think it's iTrust Capital 00 on, on Twitter, same on Instagram. You can go to iTrust Capital. There's our phone number there. It's 866-30-TRUST or 866-308-7878. You can always give us a call. Happy to talk to anyone. Um, you could sign up and be on our waiting list if you want to be a part of the beginning. Get in now because the wait list is filling up. And we want to help people do it the right way. The sooner you do it, the better. If you start an IRA, if you don't have one, the earlier you do it, the you're going to look back and be thankful for the people, for your spouse and for your children and their children. Cool. Christina, any uh, final words? No, I, I love it, Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for teaching people how easy it could be. I know that a lot of people are curious and they just don't get the insight to these kind of conversations that, that Jeremy and I get to have. So thank you for joining us and kind of sharing more information with the world. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. If we can share and help, you know, as many people every day as possible, we're doing something right. So as long as we can spread this message and make people aware that there is a solution for them, one that is makes sense and benefits them, we're doing something right. So I appreciate being on and happy to always come on. And it's just a pleasure to, to know you both, Christina and Jeremy. This has been a lot of fun. Beautiful. Thank you again, Morgan. Appreciate it. If you guys like what we're doing here at Blockchain Versus, please give us a shout out. Reach out to info at blockchainversus.com. That's actually spelled out, blockchainversus, V-E-R-S-U-S.com. You can follow yourself, Jeremy underscore born and Christina at girlgeniusxv on Twitter. See what we're doing. But please help and support the show. If you like what we're doing here, you like the guests, you love the content, go on Apple Podcasts, go on Google Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, give us a comment, reach out to us and let us know what kind of content you want to hear. What are you interested in learning about blockchain potentially disrupting as an industry? This has been a production of Blockchain Intelligence, LLC. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. The thoughts and opinions of Blockchain Versus and their guests are their own and should not be construed as professional advice of any kind. Before making any investment decisions, you should always do your own research and seek help from a professional. If you would like to get in touch with the Blockchain Versus podcast, please go to www.blockchainversus.com or email us at info at blockchainversus.com.